In this episode, we speak with Brian Bukowski of Bomb Image. Brian's a great marketing partner of ours, and he's got some awesome tips around creating DIY videos and using different social media channels to grow your following right after this. You're listening to Watch Time, supercharged video marketing tips for the savvy small business owner and the modern mid-market professional with Flex Media's Kathy Taylor and Bill Barona. Hi, welcome to another episode of Watch Time. I'm Kathy Taylor, and I am here with my partner and Flex Media owner, Bill Barona. How you doing, Bill? Great, Kathy. It's a beautiful, cloudy, cold Ohio spring, so I'm glad to be inside talking with you. Yeah, it's a good time to do a podcast, and we're excited because we have another guest. Um, we have Brian Mikowski. He is the principal brand advisor and designer of Bomb Image. So welcome, Brian. Glad to have you on the line. Uh, thank you. That's the first thing I want to say first and foremost is thank you for having me. Um, thanks for welcoming me so nicely. Um, but uh, yeah, glad to be here and uh, look forward to uh, talking with you guys and uh, maybe learning a few things and maybe uh, imparting a few things that I know. So thank you very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I know we were talking a little bit before the call um, and kind of sharing stories. And we got to the point where we were like, all right, we need to be recording this conversation. (laughs) So um, lots to talk about today. But before we get into everything, maybe you can talk a little bit about your background, you know, tell our listeners how you came to found uh, Bomb Image. Sure, absolutely. Well, first off, I'll I'll give you a a quick tidbit about, you know, the way I, I talk about the company as it exists right now. And I say that, you know, Bomb Image, um, we help entrepreneurs and professional service firms uh, gain clarity, confidence, and comfortability um, by demystifying branding and marketing. That does mean a lot in and of itself, um, but basically helping people to make branding and marketing easier. It doesn't have to be complicated or crazy, um, but really through listening and a process that I've been developing over the past couple of years, um, just help people feel good about what they're doing because um, a lot of people are wearing a lot of hats these days, and it, it really can help to clarify things and uh, drive them forward. Um, so that's where we're at now. Um, but how I got here was um, originally I was a, a graphic designer out of college, uh, quickly realized that I could do more than just take orders, um, very entrepreneurial my entire life. So uh, I would work with the key players in our organizations to um, figure out why we were doing things. I mean, that's one of my big questions uh, that I always ask anybody is, okay, why? What are the reasons for this? And trying to understand uh, what the goals are in mind and, and get there. Um, so quickly kind of moved on from just being a designer to being kind of that um, marketing manager or marketing team of one or two throughout small companies uh, throughout my career. I always freelance and did uh, lots of little things here and there for uh, a handful of different clients throughout my career. Um, but in my last position, I was uh, basically the marketing manager for a roof consulting company and uh, worked myself out of a job, in my opinion. Um, I, I helped them to establish kind of who they were, got them comfortable with what they were doing, and uh, throughout the time, helping educate people throughout that organization uh, as far as, hey, these are the things that we want to do as far as branding, as far as marketing. And I was helping a lot with sales support um, and realized they didn't need to have somebody like me sitting, um, getting paid um, a salaried position. Uh, as much as I was there, as I've gotten the, the office manager involved in certain aspects of marketing and things like that, and was really thinking to myself, hey, if I could provide this service on a, a fractional or part-time basis to multiple companies, such as uh, the company I was with, um, maybe that would be uh, super beneficial for them to not have to have an employee, 
And then in the same part, hopefully I could build a business that would be great for me and my family and, and hopefully uh, kind of establish a, a new way of, of doing these things. And um, it, it's really worked out so far. Um, that company is still a client of mine, um, but I help them on the things that they really need help on and then help them get to where they need to go. So in a certain sense, um, I provide lots of uh, information and insight to people and I, I perform uh, work for people, some self-perform, some through some of my partners that I work with, such as you guys with Flex Media. Um, but uh, really the idea is um, just to help them drive forward and, and maybe even work myself out of a job. If I can get people uh, on board with uh, you know, whatever the accountability might be for their marketing plans, um, get them to a point where they're, where they're comfortable. Again, getting that clarity, that confidence and that comfortability. Awesome. I, I love that story because, um, you know, one thing we talk about so much is being strategy first and really having the end goal in mind. Um, I definitely had to do that as a writer. You know, I need to know um, my target audience and the mission of the magazine and, you know, what message I was trying to get across to um, help alleviate some of the pain points the people reading. We talk about it in video now, too, why that strategy first is so important. Um, to make sure that your um, videos are effective. And that I love you coming from a design uh, perspective as well. You know, whatever creative uh, platform, whatever, um, whatever medium you're using to um, market your message, I mean, you have to be incorporating strategy into it no matter, you know, what kind of content it is. So that's really awesome about your story. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, I think you're right on the money. Um, you know, working with the end in mind is always key. And even when I sat in different boardrooms with different uh, aspects of different companies and all the key players in there, I, I worked as a communicator. I worked to try and help them um, make sure they're saying the same message. So again, whether it's design or, or anything, yeah, let's figure these things out. And, I, and I'll never forget one of the biggest things that I've ever done, just sitting in a boardroom sheepishly, I said, what's in it for me? Um, because sometimes people don't have their eye on the prize. And uh, I'm talking to the sales team, I'm talking to the upper management, and they're trying to, you know, uh, I guess, market their service, sell their service. Well, hitting those pain points, as you say, what is a pain point? What's in it for that person listening? Um, nobody cares how you do something. They want to know the results. And when I said that, I mean, people thought I was brilliant. I mean, and not rocket science, but sometimes you have to take a step back, look at the strategy and understand why. So those are some of the things that I, again, hopefully... Uh, again, none of this is really rocket science or anything, um, you know, sleight of hand. And I think that's part of what I try and uh, impart when I talk to people about branding and marketing. It doesn't have to be crazy or buzzword intense or anything like that. Um, but just making sure people are opening their eyes up and getting the light bulbs turned on uh, when necessary. Well, one thing, too, that I think, Brian, because I've, I've known you now for at least the last four years and I've seen you present a couple different times. And one thing that I, I think for everybody listening to better understand you and, and your perspective. And what, what I think is great is you are very much what I would consider a big picture person because you can take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And some of the presentations I've seen you present on branding, like you can tell that like not just being focused on let's make something that's really cool, but better yet, like take a step back. What's the image for the company? What's this content going to do for the company in a larger scale? And I think that that's a very important thing to do because a lot of these people that are entrepreneurs or CEOs, they get very fixated on their ideas and think they're the best and they need somebody like you to kind of pull them back and say, well, why don't we look at it from, you know, maybe a different perspective and use some empathy and try and understand your customers. So I think 
you do that fantastically. And every time we've worked with you and I've seen you present that, you've definitely shown that. I appreciate that, Bill. And yeah, that's something that um, I think anybody that's uh, in, in, in business or entrepreneurial or uh, especially artists themselves, they can get very emotionally attached to ideas um, and to things they're doing and get too close. It happens to me myself. Sometimes I'll get too close to a project and you need that outside objectivity. And quite honestly, that's what I pr pride myself on. I know a lot of people have worked with, um, again, creatives that can be very emotional. I try to set that stuff off to the side. Um, and I appreciate you knowing that you can see that in me. And, and again, I, I think that that's definitely the way I want to present myself and to help others is, is to be very, very objective and big picture. Well, and that's one reason too, like we're really excited to, to speak with you today is because I, I like the perspective that you have and how we can put this on some of the things that you've been doing and some of the things that you've been helping your clients with and, and really what kind of attracted us to be like, we need to talk about this topic is as a video production company, we always are telling our clients, you need to make your own content. You need to start creating videos. You need to be active. And a lot of times I feel like clients are like, well, it's easy for you guys to say, cause you're a video production company, you have equipment, you know, you are active on social media. And, you know, when you're thinking about maybe a client, maybe they're an accountant and they're like, well, I have accounting to do. And how is this going to, you know, I can't do that. I don't have the tools. I don't have the time. And what we've noticed about you posting regularly is you're doing a lot of these videos where you're doing spotlights for your clients. And I really wanted to talk to you about that process because, you know, you are a branding and marketing company, which, you know, is, is true that you have that thought process and you have that time to work on your branding and marketing to some extent, but you're creating content, you know, DIY content, and it looks great. And you're, you know, you're putting them out regularly. So what I wanted to maybe have you discuss a little bit is, you know, what have you been doing? Talk about these spotlight videos and uh, maybe it'll spark some ideas for our listeners and maybe they should be doing something very similar. Sure, absolutely. Um, you're right on the money with, with all of those statements. And uh, I guess the first thing uh, anybody would say is, hey, it's easy for you to say because of this. Um, and it's true. I think anything that's worth doing is probably gonna be difficult or it's gonna take some time or effort. Um, but I think that's where you have to value what's what and put it into perspective. Um, but I also think it's not insurmountable. Um, I think too, once people know their limitations, if they can't get something started, um, the cool thing is somebody like yourself, like, hey, if you could just record a video on your phone and just get it started, they could talk to Flex Media to get that produced. They don't have to learn how to use the software. Same thing for me. Um, if I get something going and it's just way out of my skill set or I don't have the time or the ability to do that, I could look to somebody like you to get that taken care of. Or as well, I played with some of the stuff and um, it's absolutely amazing how easy uh, it is now with just even using iOS or, or something similar to that um, to create a, a quick video that can make sense. And ultimately, um, as, as I know you would say too to your clients, you wanna put something out there that number one has some meaning to whoever that viewer would be. Um, but I think we all have stories. There's little stories that we could talk about um, just to give insight. And I think the biggest thing when I start to look at the spotlight videos, getting back to your question a little bit, um, it's just telling some stories. It's, it's, Hey, this is why these things are happening. This is how these things are happening. And this is the impact it can have on somebody. Um, because I think making it relatable, um, and helping that viewer to understand some things are, are really critical in, in today's age, especially when we're not out, um, always in, in each other's faces and networking and stuff. If you can do it through video, audio, um, it, it really helps people to know, like, and trust. Um, so basically my, my spotlight videos are, they're, they're really just an interview with like a colleague. Um, I, I've been talking to some of my clients. I've been talking to some of my network connections. 
um, just to, again, tell a certain story or an aspect of what they're doing and um, help others to know that. It's, it's a form of networking, in my opinion. And typically, they're, you know, I like to keep things at a shorter time frame of two minutes. But when we're doing a little bit of an intro with somebody, maybe our first video, it's three to five minute video. Um, and basically, I just want to show off their personality and kind of get, get that out into the open um, and ask a few questions. And uh, it, it really has been uh, helpful so far. I think it's interesting that you you're saying that it's it, it, it's like networking because it really is. And I think, you know, for people that are listening, you know, maybe they've had negative experiences networking or maybe they, they don't network very often. And the thing that I just had this conversation the other day, the thing that's interesting about it is networking very much is not about going in and pitching yourself. It's about how can you help the people that you're meeting? How can you connect them? And then in helping these other people, you're, you know, you're connecting them and trying to get them work and trying to promote them. And they in turn should be doing the same thing to you. So really, you know, it, it truly is networking, you know, what you're talking about with these videos, because you're basically you know, instead of you going out and advocating at another networking event, or maybe talking to, um, you know, a client of yours and saying, hey, I know someone that can do that, you're really projecting it out to your network and saying, hey, here's somebody that I met, they, they're really interesting. And it's kind of a great way, in my opinion, watching, I've seen a few of your videos, that it's a great way to get somebody to tell their story, because, you know, people are very hesitant to talk about them, most people, I mean, some people aren't, right. but they're very right. hesitant to talk about them. And you're, you're really letting them do that, which I think is a great opportunity for them. Uh, absolutely. And, and that's where I think when it really comes down to networking, uh, I think the word work is in there. Um, I think that you have to put some effort into it. Uh, and, and I definitely have a giver's game mentality. Um, and the idea of reciprocity. Yeah, if you can help somebody, if you can scratch their back, hopefully they'll do that for you. And you're right on the money. Most people do not want to talk about themselves. But if you can ask them questions or make that request, um, I'm doing some similar things uh, on LinkedIn now too, where I'm going to have people try and show their work uh, with a show your work Wednesday post that I'm trying to put together. Um, but yeah, people don't really want to talk about themselves, including myself. I, I sometimes feel a little bit strange when I would want to put out uh, content only about what, what I'm doing or my work. So that's why I really do like to showcase my clients or showcase connections. And again, I, I, there's always the intrinsic value of if it's my face or me putting it out there, people are going to see me doing that. And again, I think that all that stuff will come back full circle. It is truly the long game. I don't need to quote a bunch of people about, you know, um, how we're going to do these things. And, you know, everybody's heard those things, but it's true. Uh, I'm trying for that longer term uh, relationship because, um, I think that's what we have. And that's the way I, I would like to do business. Can you talk a little bit about how you physically go about putting these videos together? You mentioned using a cell phone or using any other equipment. You know, how are you uh, recording these calls? Are you getting together in person? You know, how are you, how are you physically putting together the videos? Um, yeah, so it's a varying approach and I'm trying to learn and understand the best way that I can as I'm doing these Um the number one thing is I always wanted for production value. I liked to get together in person. And there was a time over the past year that was a lot easier than other times uh, to get together in person. Um, I have some, I have some cheap microphones I bought on Amazon. I think Bill might've uh, shown me a few options and I, I did that. And yes, I plugged them into my iPhone. I've done some videos where it's just one straight iPhone shot. Um, just looking at me and my guests. Um, I'll, I can drop those into, um, I've been using Adobe Rush for some of those and just cranking them out. Um, that was my initial, my initial phase into getting into this. Um, I always wanted to put some kind of branding on there. I, I can't help myself uh, from doing that kind of stuff. So I spent a little bit of time that uh, somebody could do or not. Um, and some of, these, some of these videos, if anybody else wanted to do them raw, you could take them right off your camera and post them right onto any kind of social platform. 
uh, if you wanted to do it that way. Not to mention there are, uh, like Rush, there are um, options to do those on the phone. Uh, but that's kind of where I started. But as I was doing some of the videos that I was, and I, I didn't really understand everything about it. And again, that's always my, my push to anybody. Jump in, start figuring things out. It does not have to be perfect to start. Um, and I struggle with that myself as a perfectionist and as, as an artist or however you want to put it. But um, just getting something out there is key. And then I've learned, I've, I've taken in some constructive criticism. I've had a few uh, connections of mine saying, hey, your videos are great. You need to have captions. It's like, okay, I'm working on it, trying to figure it out. So uh, I started figuring out some different ways to do that. There's, there's um, software that you can look at uh, over the web that can either do that and you can drop, drop it into Premiere as I've tried to do and play with a little bit. Um, or there's a couple of other uh, just web softwares, web applications that I've used. And I've since been using some ClipScribe to get uh, captions on there. But the one thing I didn't really realize uh, until I heard some other statistics is that it's up to maybe 80% of people uh, might be looking at social without sound on. So obviously those captions are critical, but those are some of the things that I do. I, I bought a couple of lights. I have a couple of lights in my office when I have people in person, but when I can't, I'll do the Zoom thing and figure that out and then drop that right in and uh, use those as I can. I, I again, am a perfectionist and wanted great quality. Um, Bill actually tipped me off to figuring out some better ways to record on Zoom actually today before our conversation here. So I utilize those as well, but um, whatever it takes uh, to help somebody tell their stories, really where I want to go with it. And again, uh, I, I think it doesn't have to be perfect. Whatever we can do to get something out is better than it just sitting there not getting out. I think it's great that you're using Zoom too. I think that was one of the big pushes that we had, I know with our podcast and then even like some videos we put out in the beginning of the pandemic is, you know, for all the, the clients that we've had that, that goes, oh, we can't DIY um, our own video content because, you know, we don't have a camera, but yet they're on Zoom every day. And it's like, well, you, all you have to do is take a, take a second and you could have your own session, you know, where you just go into your own recording session, record your screen with just you, look at your camera and you can deliver any message you want. So being able to utilize those tools. And I think it's great that you are utilizing those in your cell phone and, you know, you're adding microphones to add that level of production value to it, just to have a little bit better audio. And I think it's, it's great what you're doing to be able to create this content. Sure. And, and it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. Just like you said, if you have a device of some kind, even without a microphone or light, you can you can make it work. Because um, again, whatever we can get to get out there, if it's an important message, again, I don't know if people want to hear about what you have for dinner, but maybe you were having it with a client, and you can tell a story about it. Um, I think those are the critical pieces. But yeah, it, it can be done so so well, so easily with, with the devices and, and tools that we have at our fingertips. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And I think it's really clever too, again, going back to how it's mutually beneficial, you know, you're getting a little bit of exposure, but your clients are getting some exposure. And that's a really great balance because, you know, as, as Bill and I can relate to, you know, when you're doing uh, marketing for others, sometimes it's really hard to find time to do marketing for yourself. So when you can combine both of those, um, both of those benefits and, and both of those um, tasks, then that's all the better. Um, and I thought we were talking about some really interesting other ways um, we were, you were continuing to learn and, um, you know, put yourself out there and meet people, uh, before we started recording this podcast too. So I know you had mentioned clubhouse. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think a lot of people, you know, clubhouse is, is kind of new and some people are like, well, you know, there's, I, I, you know, I can hear, listen to movie producers, you know, talk about it. It's definitely got that entertainment value, but, um, you've really, 
uh, found a clever way to use it for uh, continuing education and then networking as well. So can you talk about that a little bit and, and maybe start off by talking about what Clubhouse is since some people don't even know. <laughs> sure, sure. There's a couple questions there. Um, the yeah. one thing I want to say about the exposure thing, you're right on the money. And for me, if, if I'm helping somebody else, it's a whole lot easier for me to justify spending some time um, that maybe I'm not getting paid for. It's not billable um, if I know that I'm helping somebody. So that's one of the keys is, um, yeah, I'm like the shoemaker's son. My website needs a whole lot of updating. I need to show all kinds of work that I've done and that we've done through the company and uh, showcase lots of client stuff that I think is very valuable through some case studies. And I don't have all that done, but I am trying to do what I can to, again, promote my network, promote uh, my clients, and it really is beneficial to them, um, including the one quick story I'll, I'll leave you with before we move on to the, to the other stuff is um, I put out a video kind of introducing one of my uh, network connections to the rest of my network. And within 45 minutes of the video being posted, I got an email uh, with one of my connections saying, hey, I really want an introduction to that guy. I want to meet him. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make that happen. And um, it's really, it's really cool. And, and it is super beneficial because it's not always easy to, to quantify and, uh, you know, monetize and understand exactly what we're doing. Um, but again, when you're playing that longer game, it, it does work. So I'll, I'll shift gears back to, to Clubhouse. Um, uh, great question. And I know that Bill's been on there uh, a little bit as well. For me, it was uh, back in January, February, I started hearing about it and trying to understand what it is. It's an audio only social media that has no recording unless unless somebody records it and says that they're recording a room, you know, you know, offline, that's the only way that that would happen. Uh, so it's all live video. So it's really appointment listening. And there are certain people that I started following um, on, on Clubhouse that were from LinkedIn. So I was kind of really most of most of my social media is revolving around LinkedIn. I think that's where most of my clientele is. And that's why I try to focus there because it really is hard to, you know, do all multiple channels and, and try and be everything to everyone. Um, but I followed a few people over there to hear what they had to say, hear their voices, because um, I think that's one thing that so gets lost. And another reason video is so great when people are sending emails, texts, whatever, it's so hard to understand inflection. So when you can actually hear somebody's voice, like, like on Clubhouse, it's pretty amazing. So the one thing going back to that and the intro of it, I believe it's, it's iOS only so far still, where only people on, on those devices can get in. Um, and it's invite only, I think, still. So you have to get an invite to get in. I know I had to wait a little bit to get one myself. I had to make some requests and, and make that happen. Um, but yeah, you, you can go into different, a variety of rooms that people will be hosting and they have moderators that, that talk about different subject matter. I mean, it could go from sports and fantasy sports. I've seen some on there to all levels of business. And there's lots of millionaire clubs, take that for what they're worth. Um, but LinkedIn, marketing, um, really, it runs a gamut. Um, Bill, we had discussed previously that there's a lot of empowerment for women groups as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really interesting to actually get in there. And the coolest part is if you can raise your hand and ask a question, basically everybody is sitting in the audience, aside from the moderators, you can ask a question, jump up on the stage, ask your question or, or uh, add some insight to the conversation that's being had. And you could talk to some higher level people that you might never get a chance to on the phone or in another, another way or at a, an actual networking event. But on Clubhouse, it, it cuts that barrier straight down and you can get into having some good conversations. So absolutely, it's it's been pretty pretty amazing. It can be a time suck, it can take a lot of time. Um, and there's a lot of FOMO, fear of missing out on you know what might be happening in certain rooms or at certain times. But I think it's been a great way to connect better with some of the people that I've met uh, through other social channels, including LinkedIn. And then as well, meeting people there and then taking that off to Instagram or uh, Twitter or LinkedIn or what have you. 
um, and start to develop some of those relationships. And I've actually even gotten some work out of being on Clubhouse already um, just by connecting with somebody and making the offer of, hey, feel free to connect and uh, reach out. And, hey, things happen, you know, and, and I think that that's a cool way to actually start to, again, have another way to network with people, maybe number one, outside your region, or again, not being outside. It's, it's pretty amazing to be able to do that. So hopefully that was a decent enough explanation of what Clubhouse is and kind of how I'm using it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great explanation. And one thing that I, I, I want to kind of add to that, um, just because we kind of mentioned it earlier in our conversation prior to this, is the importance of becoming like an early adopter like you have in uh, basically a social media channel like that. And, you know, you, you see it often where like people will jump on a channel, like there are people that are on TikTok that got on there in the very beginning and they just exploded because there was just so much opportunity. And I, I think Clubhouse is no exception. And I know one of the things we were talking about was, um, you know, some of these, uh, I don't want to say necessarily celebrities, but they're industry celebrities, like somebody like Michael Selzner from Social Media Marketing World and um, Social Media Inquirer. And like, you know, he was on there originally, and he, I'm sure he still is, but, you know, he had small groups when he started. So, you know, you have an opportunity to sit in an audience with 20 other people, listen to Michael Selzner talk, and then you can throw your hand up and then you can ask him a question. And that's a great way for maybe, you know, if you're trying to get known in your industry or, Maybe you're trying to talk to an industry professional to really get an opportunity to like have a conversation with them. Cause that's just something that, you know, when you see people creating this media, whether it be videos or whether it be podcasts or anything like that, it's very like, it's still very one-sided. Like you can message them and leave them comments and hopefully they, they'll answer your questions, but it still is extremely one-sided in the sense that, you know, you're still left to, you know, wonder like, well, what is this or what is that? Or I don't understand this. And you have to kind of go and do your research. So I think, for you being in there in the very beginning. And, and I mean, the FOMO thing definitely, I think is fair to say, because, you know, you don't know, maybe that was your opportunity to, to ask a question, or maybe that was your opportunity to meet somebody else. But I think it's great that you're in there and you're active on it. I know I see notifications, you're, you're more active on it than I am, um, but it definitely is a, a great tool. So I, I think it's great that you've already found value and been able to, to at least, you know, whether you get a client or not, like you said, to connect with other people, like-minded people, I think that that's great. Well, it's amazing too that you can see some of the behind the scenes or again, going back to the why, why is somebody doing something or, or how, or how did they get to the place that they are? You'll see some influencers on, on those channels. Okay. So if they can get raw about it, really what, okay. So what is your process? And some, some people are willing to give that away um, maybe more so, or just at least in a different fashion so that you can take notes and understand how somebody got to where they are. And I think that's one of the biggest things and the biggest misnomers of, um, I guess really any kind of social media at this point is that, oh, you know, so-and-so became a star because of X. Well, a million other people could try X, but if they didn't have the foundation that that person started with, or some of the luck that might've gotten involved, or just some of the connections, you never know. But if you can at least get to the root and see how, um, start to understand how that might relate to you, if that's something that you wanted to do or, or to your clients. Hey, yeah, you're maybe not in the same industry as them, but what if we try to do this and, and get innovative and, and try some different things? So, um, yeah, it, it's been truly uh, amazing to hear some of the stories and, and, and understanding that, that background. And yeah, you'd probably never get that anywhere else other than being on something like a clubhouse. Now, have you seen like, because I know like you're saying you're very much on LinkedIn and then now you're on clubhouse. Are you seeing like ways that I know you, you said you've gotten some work, but are you starting to maybe gain more connections on LinkedIn? Because maybe this person that you got a chance to talk to on clubhouse, you had an opportunity to maybe 
you know, have a personal conversation on maybe a smaller stage or something like that. And they've gone and followed you. And now you have this new connection that could open up some other doors. Are you seeing that? Or is it more like, right. this is oh, my yeah. clubhouse crew? Oh, no, without it, without a doubt, um, at least the way I'm using it. And again, I think everybody can do it a little bit differently. Um, but the way I'm using it, and again, a lot of the rooms that I'm in, basically, and, and it's another explanation thing, you can, you can, at the bottom of your profile, so you can put a little profile on Clubhouse where people can get to know who you are. Mine's pretty short right now. I didn't put everything that's in, say, my LinkedIn or uh, other bios. Um, but I did put my LinkedIn um, URL down at the bottom inside the text. There's not a link. They have links right now for Twitter and Instagram, which I'm not big on, so I, I haven't even really included those. Um, but other people do. But the whole idea is you get to know who these people are. And yes, absolutely, especially when we're in these LinkedIn rooms. Um, if you connect with somebody, if you think that might be worthwhile to have that other business connection on LinkedIn, uh, they'll reach out or I'll reach out uh, all the time. So it, it, again, it truly does grow your network um, to understand who these people are. And again, not every single thing is a transactional based you know, networking. You might be able to connect somebody else to somebody else. Um, even like, as we're talking right now, I, I might have a client and well, frankly, I do have some that, you know, what I do for video is not a fit for them. And I want you guys to do that for them. So, um, same deal. Uh, there's lots of people that you can connect to other people. And, uh, again, make that wider net, uh, of, of ability. And I, I always like to look at myself as a resource, um, for anybody who is a connection client or whatnot. Um, that, hey, if I'm having an issue, well, let's talk to Brian, see if he knows somebody or knows something about this. Um, I am kind of a generalist, a big picture guy, where hopefully I can at least point somebody in the right direction or multiple directions to understand things. So I've seen that work very, very well on, on Clubhouse to bring those relationships to life and, and open them up even greater to my network. That's awesome. I, I love your energy and passion and, and ability to, you know, desire to, to try new things because it can be really overwhelming. But like you said, you just got to get in there, try something out, um, you know, find a channel that you really like and really go for it. And I know you've really done that on LinkedIn. Um, and I love too, you know, the value that, you know, as you grow your business, that you're bringing your clients and also the people that you're networking with, you know, kind of lifting everybody up together. Um, and we certainly enjoy working with you. So it was awesome to learn a little bit more about what you're doing, um, things that we can learn from as well. So I just want to thank you so much for being here, Brian. You shared some awesome advice. Um, where can people go to learn more about you um, or Bomb Image? Sure. Um, obviously, LinkedIn, you can look up my name. I think there's only one of me out there. There's a couple. I think somebody, either myself or there was a made up account on there that uh, is not me, but it'd be pretty easy to find me uh, on LinkedIn. And, and my uh, URL is bbudkowski. Um, you can go to my website, bombimage.com. Um, those are probably the easiest ways to find me. Um, but yeah, I'm always open to having conversations and learning more about other people. Uh, and, and what their challenges are and how, how I might be able to help them, whether it's through my company, through Bomb Image or not. And um, as I always say, I like that you, you mentioned the passion thing, because when I, when I give my little quick, uh, my quick tagline, um, when I'm doing my uh, elevator pitch, I'll, I'll typically say, you know, I'm Brian Bukowski, and my passion is inspiring clients to create their Bomb Image. I mean, that's really straight away what I'm trying to do. And again, that can mean something different to everybody. Uh, and that's truly how I want to help. Um, so those are the quick, easy ways to get a, a hold of me. And I'd always love to have a conversation with anybody that might uh, have some challenges. Well, I encourage everybody listening to definitely go and connect with you and check out your LinkedIn to check out some of those, um, those client videos that we were discussing so they can kind of see the quality and everything you're putting together and 
you know, get a better idea of what you were talking about. And then I also am sure that this will not be the last time we, we have you on here to talk because I know there's a lot of different topics we can discuss and go on and on about. So I'll, I'll definitely make sure that uh, we get some links to your stuff so people can check it out. And then we'll let people know when you're, when you're coming back on so this way they can make sure to pick up the next episode. So. Sure. Well, I appreciate you guys having me here. And yeah, I could probably be long-winded. And I know, Bill, we've had these conversations at different times. We're talking for hours. So uh, we'll leave that for another time, but uh, looking forward to it. So thanks again. Yeah, thank you. And for everybody listening, if you guys have any questions for Brian, please reach out, but also feel free if there's something that maybe you want us to have another conversation and get a little more, you know, clarification on or expand on something, we'd love to have, you know, have them back and answer those questions. Or if you have any other questions related to video marketing that we can start talking about, we want to hear from you. So make sure that you send us a DM on Instagram or on Twitter at FlexMediaCLE or feel free to email us at info at flexmediacle.com. We are always looking to interact and try and bring more of what you're looking for to you. So until next time, guys, make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't and you got some value out of it. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Watch Time. Make sure to subscribe and share the podcast and leave us feedback on today's episode. That's a wrap.